Welcome to the Christian Life Podcast. At Christian Life, we're all about making disciples of all generations. If you'd like to connect with us and find out more about what's going on here, you can find us on Facebook at CLC Gridley, and of course on the web at clcgridley.org. We hope that God speaks to you through the message you're about to hear. Right now, we're actually getting ready to go into, we've got a, a friend of ours that actually travels all over the country sharing and speaking on exactly what he's going to be talking to us about today as we celebrate a very special day. This is, if you didn't know, this is Pentecost Sunday. Now, what Pentecost Sunday is all about, this is the day where we remember and we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit yes. in our lives. Yes. You know, I, God is amazing. He knows exactly what we need. And Jesus himself said when he was here, before he went to the cross, said that I must go away so that the comforter can come. Jesus, who is perfect, who is our model for love, uh, serving, leading, you name it, he models it incredibly for us. Even he said it would be better for you if I go away because there's someone else that's coming in my place. And that is what we celebrate right now. It's Pentecost Sunday. So we have an incredible message for you. Before we, uh, we'll give a little bit of direction before we jump into this yeah. message. I cannot wait for you to hear it. This is something that I believe will change your life yes. forever. We're talking about a gift that God has for each one of us. Yeah. And all we have to do is ask. You're going to find out all about it today yeah. here in just one minute. But I do want to give some direction for after this service. So after this, we've got some links down below. You'll be able to find them for kids service. Make and sure every- to check that out. Yeah, everything we talk about today, if there's a link for it, it'll be down below. Yeah. So we'd encourage you to check that out. And the last little announcement that I'm going to make, I know many of you, we connected with you about this already, but we are going to be restarting our in-person services yes. here in just several weeks, June 14th. It's coming quick and we need your help. So if you would do us a favor, if you're a part of the Christian Life family and you're wanting to help serve, we need you to go to clcgridley.org slash serve, and we need you to let us know that you're interested in volunteering because we've got a whole bunch of information we need to get to you so you know exactly what you're doing. We love you guys, we appreciate you, and we cannot wait to see you in person. But right now, oh man, it's going to be a fantastic (laughs) day, but right now, We've got an incredible message that I believe God has destined for each one of us for right now. Hey, I am so excited to be talking to you today about one of my absolute favorite things to talk about. And the best part is that it's all about Jesus and what he has for us. And what we're going to be talking about today, I would say for me, has been one of the most life-changing thing that's ever happened to me. Outside of salvation, like this is the thing. Like it's affected every single area of my life from, from my marriage to my home, like to my friendships, like to my occupation. Like everything is different because of what we're going to be talking about today. And today what we're going to be talking about is what is more than salvation. Now salvation is the absolute best thing, but it is not the only thing. You know, Jesus has something amazing for us. And when I think about Jesus, I mean, one of the first thing actually I do think about are his like his famous last words of it is finished. You know, if if I asked you what what are Jesus's like last words, you'd probably say it is finished. And it'd be an awesome thing because man, when I think about it is finished, it reminds me of like the ending of a great movie. Now I, I love movies. And I think, man, like the, the historical narrative of Jesus is really like a movie. 
I mean, like the virgin birth is really like an amazing origin story. I mean, that by itself would be compelling to go and see this, uh, like this whole idea of like, wow, like Jesus is different than anybody else from the beginning. But then it continues that Jesus is like unlike anybody else because he has a sinless life without any guilt, any shame, like any baggage really, because what he's doing is he's, he's living a life that we could never live. He's living it perfectly. And then he actually begins a ministry where he's, he's traveling and speaking to people, giving them wisdom, miracles, signs and wonders. And he ends up having people coming along for the ride. These 12 disciples, these 12 friends. And then it amasses this huge following that wherever they're going, there are people who are, who are flocking to the streets, climbing trees, you know, breaking down roofs just to get to Jesus because Jesus has something that's unlike what anyone else has ever been able to give them. And what's crazy is that in this movie, in this story of Jesus, is that there's all, everything's going great. And it seems as if things are gonna be bad because there's a plot twist. And the plot twist is this, this one disciple who's been with them the entire time. He's actually seen everything that the other 11 have seen, but he betrays Jesus and hands him over to be beaten, to be tortured and, and to die on a cross to be crucified. And you'd think that Jesus would stop this. You'd think that Jesus would, would intervene. He has all the power to do so, but he willingly dies. He's willingly tortured, beaten, and then crucified for us. And, and not just for us, but as us, like as in our place. You know, and this is where the word atonement really comes into play. Like when we think of the Old Testament, you know, there was this, this shedding of blood for our sins. You know, you know the, the wage of sin is death. And so when people would sin, and we've all sinned and fallen short of what God has for us. And so something had to die. And so in the Old Testament, it would be a lamb or some kind of animal, you know, to have the atonement or the purchase of our sins, the payment of our sins. But Jesus ends up being the sacrificial lamb for all of us for forever. So there's no more killing of animals, any of that, because Jesus sheds his blood and he ends up covering all of our sins for, forever. And what's amazing is he dies for us, as us, in our place when he died for us. And in this moment where Jesus is dying, his, his last three words, these famous three words, are, are what ends up happening. Is He's on the cross and, he, and it appears as he looks out to everybody and he ends up saying, it is finished. And then, and then the screen, if this is a movie, it kind of fades to black. And everyone's sitting in their chairs looking to one another and they're like, what just happened? Like, that was crazy. And then the crazier part is that you're watching the movie and before the credits even come, is you realize there's a dedication to the movie and it's dedicated to you. And you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that Jesus knew me. And, and like the real thing is, is that what Jesus did was dedicated for you. It really was for you. Jesus really died, that really happened. And then it gets crazier because the credits begin to roll and you're kind of talking with your friends about the story of Jesus and it's amazing, it's incredible. But then the credits end and the lights don't turn back on and you're like, what is going on? But then you realize that there's another scene. And I don't know about you, but this is like my favorite part of a movie. Like the movie's amazing and that's awesome and the credits, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, there's gonna be another scene, like there's another thing. And so yeah, everyone gets at the edge of their seat, they're watching what's happening. And at the, at the movie of Jesus, what ends up happening is, is it goes from the credits to, to the you know, black and it fades in and we see this tomb. But the closer that the camera gets to the tomb, what we end up realizing is that the tomb, it, it's been opened, the, you know, the, the entrance is, 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 is now opened and you can see inside 
And what you realize is that it's empty. And then, and then it fades to black again and you're like, oh my goodness, there's going to be another movie. And, and that's what you end up talking about is the fact that, that there's another movie, there's more for this. And, and the truth is, is this, Jesus has some famous last words of it is finished, but the truth is it is not finished yet. Man, salvation is purchased, it's done, that part's finished, but the story of Jesus and our relationship with Jesus, salvation is not the ending, it is the beginning. And so Jesus has some really unfamous last words. And Jesus has, because he, he, he is raised from the dead three days after he's dead, and he, he, he goes, goes around the earth, he does some more ministry, and Jesus has a last dialogue with his disciples, which includes you and me now, and all of humanity. And Jesus has some unfamous last words, and, that, and, and within those is that Jesus has a gift for us. And the best part is, is that it has your name on it and all you have to do is receive it. So for the rest of our time, we're gonna look at Jesus's less famous last words and understand that there is more than salvation for us and it's all from Jesus. So this is the beginning of Jesus's last words. In Acts chapter one, verse four, it begins like this. Jesus says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Okay, so you have to pause there for a moment and understand this is a commandment that Jesus is making to his, his believers, his disciples, those who are following him, him, those who are following them, which includes you and me. And Jesus says this, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised. So number one, this is a commandment from Jesus. So we should follow the Lord's command and we should receive this gift. And so Jesus says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. See, what's it's amazing about this is that it's a gift for us. And gifts are always good. This gift has been purchased for you. You don't have to cover anything. Like you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is receive the gift and it has your name on it. Like if you've given your life to Jesus, this gift is attainable and receivable for you. Like you can totally have this. And the best part is, is Jesus wants you to have this. So then the question would be this, well, well what is the gift? Then the very next verse, Acts chapter one, verse five says this, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And, and I love this, man, because it really shows what Jesus is trying to give us. And he's, he's, he's relating it back to, to water baptism, which is when people go, go down into water and come back up, you know, fully immersed, showing and symbolizing that the old is gone and the new has come. And what's amazing is that with that, Jesus is also saying, just like when you're fully immersed in water in that baptismal, when you're, when you're under the water there, it's like that constantly as we're submerged and surrounded with Holy Spirit. You know, you could really think of it like this, as if Holy Spirit, you know, when, when we don't have Jesus, we're an empty cup, we're an empty vessel. But when we have Jesus, when we receive salvation, we become, we are filled to the top. Like our glass or our, our vessel is filled. And then when we receive this gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is an overflow constantly into every area of our life. So then the question is, is this, well, what is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Well, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit is defined by Jesus. Acts chapter one, verse eight talks about this. He says there's a gift. He says it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then just a couple verses later, he says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
You know, what he's really saying is that, you know, wherever you're at right now, it's for you. You know, and everywhere you go, in your home, in your community, in your country, everywhere in the world, you are going to be empowered to be a greater witness. Now, I remember growing up and the idea of witnessing was almost comical. Like I remember being a kid in kids ministry at the small church in Michigan and we were gonna go witnessing and we were gonna go Christmas caroling in June. It was not effective, no one got saved. Um, I don't know why we did that, but I remember we would do these little events of you know going witnessing and there's nothing wrong with trying to bring people to Jesus, that's amazing. But what Jesus is telling us as he wants to empower us to be a better witness. And witnessing is not something that we do to others. Witnessing is what other people do to us. They witness us and they see the characteristics and the attributes of Jesus. And so when they see me and you, especially when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, when they see us, they should see Jesus and it should be even more obvious. So then the question would be this, is this, what does it look like to receive this? Well, Acts chapter two, verses one through four is the first time this happens. So Jesus commands his disciples and all of us to, to receive this gift. And then this is the story of them actually doing so. Now in a modern context, we can, we can pray for this anytime, but for the first time they went and they, you know, they, they were hanging out and they were just waiting on this gift to happen. And so this is how it happens for the first time. And it's really a good example of how we can receive this. So Acts chapter two, verses one through four says this, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon each of them. And here's the best part, all. That word all is amazing. And it's even a fulfillment of a prophecy in the book of Joel saying that, you know, the spirit of God will be poured out on all flesh. And it says this, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then what happens is that then they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. So the Holy Spirit is the one enabling this. He's the one giving us what to say. We're not making it up. We're not repeating some random phrase. Holy Spirit's not also like moving our tongue around or making us do anything. We're in full autonomous control over that experience. And that can happen even right now as we're about to pray in a couple minutes. And it's an amazing thing. But what's amazing is that everyone receives this in this moment. And if you have received salvation through Jesus, we are all qualified to receive this gift as well in the same way of just waiting on Jesus and then just receiving the gift he has for us. So then the question would be this, what should our life look like after we received it? Well, if it's the empowerment to be a greater witness, other people should be coming to Jesus. Other people should be coming to Jesus. The first time this happens in Acts chapter two, that what I just told you, one through four of those verses, you know, they receive it. But right after that, people outside, you know, people hearing what was happening, they heard these other tongues, heard these different languages, and they literally accused them of being drunk, being crazy, and they were questioning what was going on. Now, what's crazy is that they end up addressing the people. They, they do it in love. They do it in like an affirmation of like, hey, we wanna like let you know like how you feel is okay, but we wanna address how you're feeling. And they end up giving an entire sermon to this massive crowd. And because they're empowered to be a greater witness of Jesus, when the crowd saw them, they saw the character, the love, the fruits, and the gifts of Jesus that now we can have through the Holy Spirit. And what ends up happening is that 3,000 plus people come to Jesus. They become followers of Jesus. 
So what should happen after we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? More people should come to Jesus. More people should be coming to Jesus. And if you've received this already in your life, the question has to be this. Are people regularly coming to Jesus because of the witness that you're bringing to people? And then the last question is probably this. Okay, if Jesus has a gift for me, if I can receive this, I don't have to beg for it. I can just take it and run with it. I can open it. It has my name on it. Like amazing, amazing, amazing. It's for me to be a better witness and representation of Jesus. It's to empower everything. And so that miracles, signs and wonders, faith, fruit, all of it become better and bigger. So then the question probably comes is this, well, how do you know you have this? If this is from Jesus, it's for me, it's beneficial, it's gonna bring people to Jesus. Well, how do I even know that I have this? And with this gift from Jesus comes something else and it's, it's a gift receipt. Now, this isn't for you to know to return the gift, which you never would want to. It's to show that it's been purchased on your behalf. It's not been stolen, it's not been negotiated for, it's been purchased for you and it's been given for you. It's, it's a gift. Now, the truth is, is this, speaking in tongues is the gift receipt. Speaking in tongues is that gift receipt. You know, it says all of them are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then what happens is they initially, they speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance to do so. But the goal, even right now, is not to speak in tongues. Although that's amazing and beneficial, builds our faith, all of that. We pray the perfect will of God. But the goal is not the gift receipt. The goal is the gift. The goal is what Jesus has for us initially, which is that gift. The goal is the gift. I mean, imagine it's your birthday and you walk into your house and surprise, there's a birthday party for you and you're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea, even though it's my birthday, for whatever reason, didn't see this coming. And there's balloons, there's whatever going on. And then someone hands you um, the first gift and you're like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. First off, you wouldn't negotiate with them. Like, are you sure you wanna give this to me? You wouldn't be like, okay, um, let me figure this out first. Like, am I good enough for this gift? Like now, like if someone's giving you a gift, all you have to do is receive it. And it's the same thing with what Jesus is giving us. If Jesus is giving it to you, it, you're, you're good enough. And if you've received Jesus as Lord of your life, then you are giving, you're being given this gift. And so the gift receipt is beneficial, but the goal is the gift. And so imagine you, you get a letter or you get that card, you open it up on the front of it, it's an avocado because that's just how we do things now. And you open it up, it says, happy birthday, eat some guacamole or something, I don't know. And you realize that inside the gift is a gift receipt. And it says that they bought you some shoes and they're like, oh my goodness, you bought me some shoes. Thank you so much, where are the shoes? And your friend's like, oh no, 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 no. The gift is just the gift receipt. You would be like, first off, you're a terrible friend. Number two, this makes no sense. And you'd probably never invite them to your birthday ever again. Because the gift receipt, although it's beneficial, it's amazing. The goal is not to get the gift receipt. The goal is the gift. And so what we're going to do in a moment is we're going to pray together for that gift. Now, I want to say this. I want to preface it with this. is The goal right now is to receive whatever Jesus has for us. If it's rooted in the word of God, then that's what we're receiving right now. Because I don't want us just to confine it to like a grocery list of Jesus. Here's what I want right now. Do whatever I want. It's like, I want what Jesus wants for me. And I want what Jesus wants for you in this moment. And so we want to receive the gift that Jesus has for us in this season, in this moment of our life. And I believe for many of us, that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to speak in tongues and it's amazing and really healthy. And it's going to be a really normal Jesus experience. 
But for others of us, it might be just being in this moment of prayer and hearing Holy Spirit's voice for the first time in a long time, maybe for us. Maybe it's, just, it's getting a new word from Jesus that you haven't had. Maybe it's just a new encouragement. It's, it's just a peace, a comfort. You know, it, it could be a billion different things because he might have a billion different things to say to you. This might be just even a rekindling of that relationship with Jesus. So I don't want us to pigeonhole Jesus. I want us to give Jesus the opportunity to speak to us where we need to be spoken to. And so we're gonna begin this prayer time with this first thing of that expectation of we're receiving whatever gift that Jesus has for us. And so I want us to have an open mind and an open understanding that I'm not looking to speak in tongues. I'm looking for the gift that Jesus has for me. So I would love to pray with you. I don't want you to feel like you're alone in this because the truth is, is you're not. First off, Jesus is with you wherever you're at, whether you're in your home, in your church, in your car, wherever you're at, Jesus is with you. And the first thing is this, is the expectation of understanding that we're just trying to receive whatever gift Jesus has for us. And we're just gonna receive it. We're not begging, pleading, bargaining. We're just gonna receive whatever gift Jesus has for us. I believe for many of us, that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and we're gonna speak in other tongues and it's amazing, beneficial, healthy experience, yes. And, I, and if you've prayed that before, you can pray it every day, saying, Holy Spirit, I want more of you. Saying, Jesus, would you just give me a new thing? Because the goal isn't to get more of Holy Spirit, it's to get Holy Spirit to have, have more of us. And so whatever Jesus has for us in this moment, we want to receive that. Now for you, it might be just hearing Holy Spirit's voice for the first time in a long time. It might be having that peace from Jesus that maybe you haven't had in this recent season of your life. It could be a billion different things. And the truth is, is every day of our life, we should be asking Jesus, what gift do you have for me today? What word do you have for me today? What do you want me to do for you today? You know, I mean, it's like that, that, that prayer that Jesus tells us to pray, you know, our Father who art in heaven, like, you, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So not my grocery list, but your will, your gift. And so our expectation is to receive whatever gift Jesus has for us. And the second thing is this, is I wanna encourage you to create your own atmosphere of how you can worship Jesus. So, and that might look in a bunch of different ways. Like for me, uh, my best atmosphere to hear from Jesus, as random as it might be, is when I'm driving in the car, I hear from Jesus the absolute best. And that might be really random, but I think he speaks to me there just because that's where I might be most comfortable. I have, you know, it's just me and, and driving and it's just me and Jesus. You know, for you, it might be a church. It might be turning on some worship music. Like I'd really encourage you after I want to pray over you, man, you can like turn the video off turn on some worship music that's been like really like communicating and speaking to you. And then it, and it'll just really let Jesus be in that atmosphere, in that room, in that car, you know, people receive from God everywhere, whether it's in your room, your church, your bathroom, like wherever, like he wants you to receive this gift. So first off, the expectation is we just wanna receive whatever Jesus has for us. If it's rooted in the word of God, man, I want it. And so I want what Jesus wants for me. And so the second thing is, I just wanna encourage you to create an atmosphere, whether it's turning worship music on or really just trying to you know, like, you know, engage your mind and your spirit into praying with Jesus. And maybe the third thing is this, is that we're just going to invite Jesus into that moment. And that might even be a part of creating that atmosphere. And I wanna encourage you in your own words, as we're gonna pray for this, is to even tell Jesus, man, like, like Jesus, I want to receive all that you have for me. Whatever gift you have for me is what I want. And just in your own words, I wanna encourage you in a minute to, to pray that prayer, to pray it in your own words, Jesus, I want all that you have for me. 
And so then what I really wanna encourage you to do is just to worship Jesus in your own words, in your own way, whatever is your healthy expression of letting Jesus know who he is in your life. I would love for you just to do that when we, when we pray and in, that, in that way. And then this part, which I think is the coolest thing, is I want us to do this after we're worshiping Jesus and after you just, you really feel like you can receive from Jesus. And that could be in two seconds or it could be two minutes, it doesn't matter. This is not a one-time event, this is a process. This is not a one-time experience, this is an experiential thing we can have every single day and it's receiving whatever Jesus has for us. So we're gonna tell Jesus that we want this. We're gonna have that expectation of like, I just want whatever he has for us. We're gonna worship Jesus. We're gonna tell him that we want to receive it. And then we're just gonna receive. And even in a moment, I believe Jesus is gonna do some amazing things over you and within you and upon you of like, he's gonna give you a new thing. It's more than ever before, more than before. And so at any point where we're praying together in this next moment, whether you feel it, have faith, you just know, or you just wanna step out and you feel the Holy Spirit upon you, I wanna encourage you to speak out whatever you feel the Holy Spirit giving you an utterance to say. Now, you're not making it up, it coming from Holy Spirit, and if you're like, this doesn't sound right, that probably means you're doing the right thing because it's, it's a different language. It's not something that you know already. And so I just wanna encourage you to when you feel, know, have faith that the Holy Spirit is coming upon you, is just to let out what you feel Holy Spirit prompting you to say. You're not gonna mess it up. You're gonna do everything awesome. You're just receiving whatever Jesus has for you. And with that, you just want the gift receipt that's beneficial. You wanna pray what God is having you pray. So I wanna pray over you. I wanna pray with you wherever you're at, whether you're in a car, you're at a church, you're in your home, doesn't matter. I wanna pray over you. Now, I'm only gonna pray for a moment or two, so I wanna encourage you after I pray over you to, to create that atmosphere, you know, to turn on that worship music, to, to sit in with Jesus, to tell him that you wanna receive whatever he has for you, and, and give Jesus even just a couple moments. Like, I would encourage you to, after I pray over you, to give Jesus even just three minutes. Like, would you give him your best three minutes of today? And just, and just pray with him, and just, and just receive whatever gift he has for you. But I wanna pray over you right now. And my prayer is, Jesus, I pray for my friend. I pray that wherever they're at, whatever season they're in, whether it's the best season of their life or it feels like the worst season of their life, I pray first off that the best is yet to come for them. I pray that this is going to change everything of receiving whatever gift it is, whether it's a random word you have for them that's specifically for them individually, or it's receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. It's, it's whatever gift you have for them. I pray in this moment that you would fill my friends with more than before. I pray that you would fill them and ignite them with such passion and, you know, and just pressure to do amazing things. I pray that you would do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine through whatever gift Jesus is giving you right now in this moment. I pray that even now you would feel Jesus coming into your home, coming into your place, coming into your life in a way that he never has before. I pray for a greater intimacy, greater knowledge, and greater presence of the Holy Spirit than you've ever experienced. Jesus, would this not be the end? Would this be the beginning? The beginning of a, a miraculous life? Would this be the beginning of hearing your voice more than ever? I pray there would be so many more than before moments starting from today. This is not the finish line, this is the beginning. The best is yet to come, and I pray that everyone would be able to receive the gift that Jesus has for you in this moment. Amen. Okay, now as this comes to a close, 
this experience does not come to a close. I wanna encourage you even now to, to turn on some worship music, just to pray wherever you're at, and just to keep receiving those best three minutes you can give to Jesus. Man, would you, if you would just give the best three minutes of your day to Jesus right now, I promise you, you can receive an amazing gift from Jesus. You got this. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust you've been encouraged and challenged to grow. If we can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, please connect with us on Facebook or on clcgridley.org. We're now offering this same content and much more in video form on YouTube. We'll put the link below. If you'd like access to that information, please subscribe so you'll stay up to date on what's going on here. See you next week on the Christian Life Podcast.